say they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, and this is episode 556 of the Loth Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Weekend Travel AAR. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about my weekend travels to North Carolina and back, thoughts from the trip, and the awesome, a little bit about the awesome properties I got to take a look at. But first, let's... <laughs> grab a cup of coffee, catch up with what's going on and have a little chat. We'll dive into that topic in just a little bit. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? MSU Rifle in early Backwoods Butcher right at six o'clock and good morning, Hunter. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hunter says, I'm so glad I'm a boy, my poor kid. Uh-oh, what's going on with the kid? Uh-oh, Digger, good morning. How we doing? Thanks for joining us. Hunter, my uh, Hunter, my 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 Twitch guy, uh, holding down the fort over on Twitch. So if you want to hang out on Twitch with, um, if you want to hang out on Twitch with Hunter, the room is wide open. Good morning, Mike, Philippine Nomad. How we doing? Thanks for joining on this wonderful, wonderful Monday morning. It is uh, pouring rain and getting colder here in Tennessee. Um, coffee chat. I got a few things to talk about. One of them is the weather, so we'll get to that in just a second. But what is in the cup today? Uh, light Peruvian. Light Peruvian. I took uh, some pre-packs with me on my trip. Just for ease and convenience, I still had some pre-grounds and um, took those. I'll get to that when we when I'm talking about the trip. But uh, yeah, back to the Peruvian, the light Peruvian, and it is fantastic. So check it out, foodforestfarms.com. Get your own and try it out every morning with the show. Uh, all right. How was everybody's weekend? Anything big and exciting happen? Uh I had a long, long weekend. It was, uh, <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> how how old, Hunter? Uh, first really bad, as in like teenage or um, young adult that uh, has been experiencing a little bit and then it's just got really bad. Oh, I feel for you. I feel for you. I, um. Corey, Corey had some, um, 11. Oh, jeez, Yeah, dude. I, I don't know how, I don't know how women make it through. Good morning, Greenberry Grove. Check your email. Um, check your Gmail. I had a question for you. I was wondering if you wanted to bump up to today, uh, while it's rainy and I can't get out and work, um, and do our consult today. So yeah, there, check your email. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how, how women, make it through that shit. I think that's why I, uh, I strive to, to take a lot of pain in my life. Uh, I don't really try to give in. Oh, like doubled over. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, uh, that's not, not good. <laughs> I, I try to take a lot of pain. I try to, try to, um, just try to push it off and, um, and work through it and not complain too much about it, even though Corey would say I complain about pain all the time. But uh, she doesn't know the half of it, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my elbow in just a minute there. She's pointing her elbow. Elbow's on my list here to talk about. And it's not as much painful as it is discomfort. Um, but yeah, I've seen Corey go through some stuff with, uh, with feminine issues. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I've seen the videos of the guys that get the, get the, um, like electro pads put on them that, uh, simulate the pain and they take it to like a, a two level. And these guys are like on their knees crying and they're like, Oh yeah, a, nor a normal period's like seven and extreme pains like 12 and they got to two and they're like laying on the ground. So, Oh dude, I, um, not, not envious at all. Not envious at all. Backwoods Butcher says, 
when women when women have heavy periods, they're finally able to understand what it's like for a man to have a bad head cold. <laughs> he didn't even say bad head cold. He just said a cold. I tried to make himself a little less of an asshole. Oh, oh man, yeah, dude. I um tell your daughter I feel for her, and uh, I'm pulling for her. Hamperin. Um, is that what it was? Midol. I used to use Midol for uh, for hangovers, actually. And uh, when Corey first met me, I was a single guy living in an apartment, and uh, she's hanging out, and she goes into the use of the bathroom, and I had a, a bottle of Midol on the counter. It's it confused her quite a bit. Until she asked me, and then I said, "Yeah, it's the best thing for a hangover. It's um, think about the symptoms, think about what it does for women." And I was like, "All you are is dehydrated and uh, crampy. You have a brain cramp. That's that big headache you have." So, take some Midol and drink some uh, drink some water or some Gatorade, and you'll be good to go. So, yeah, hot tip for you guys that are still uh, still heavy drinkers and you have those hangovers in the morning. Pick up a bottle of Midol and. Um, thank thank women's period uh pain relief for uh for for making you feel better so yeah try it try it it's good um oh no loco said he took his wife's he took their wife's cousin to the er last night dude was in really bad shape just hasn't been taking care of himself face was blue I don't know if that's supposed to be emoji face was blue with wide eyes or if that was uh, the description of him going to the hospital. <laughs> Backwards butcher says mansplaining period symptoms on the Lost Project. <laughs> I'm very, I am very sympathetic. Do not, uh, do not take any of this as a uh, non-sympathy. I, I watched my wife go through it and um, she, she feels, uh, what was it? What was it that changed everything? Eating? With uh, super bad period pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here you go, Hunter. Uh, clean eating. When she went paleo, uh, super clean, super clean um, paleo for a year, she said, uh, period pain lightened and it got better yeah here we go we're talking about periods on the lots project podcast <laughs> perfect i think it's all guys in the crowd and myself and we're talking about periods so um and then when she started earthing and grounding um and barefoot living it's uh it helped a ton she said like uh significant enough to uh it's significant enough to um to notice and uh and and correlate it to grounding with the earth so i don't know if it has anything to do with uh electrical currents or what it is but um tell her to go stand out in the yard in her bare feet <laughs> Corey said if it's raining even better <laughs> Backwoods Butcher said he threw, um, he says it, he says it is raining and it's cold. It's probably not going to be the best thing for it to go stand in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle says we threw my little sister a period party when she came home from school with her first one and she didn't appreciate it. Weird. Weird. It's his daughter. Mm. Hunter, uh, Corey says, uh, give your daughter a foot massage and make sure you just hit the pressure points on the bottom of her feet. That'll help. I think she thought it was your wife. I mean, if if you want to give your daughter a foot massage, that's perfectly fine with me, too. I don't think it's weird at all. Hunter wanted to give her a period party, and mom said no. Oh God! Oh, I'm sorry, guys. This is riveting, uh, riveting podcast. Let me uh, let me get back on track. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Go get pneumonia. It'll take your mind off the cramp. No. Anyway, guys, um, I have my own medical problems here that I wanted to talk about, but uh, 
on my drive to uh, to my consult this weekend. I well, I noticed it a little bit before. I have um, on this desk here where I sit. Uh, everything lines up to where my elbows sit right on the edge of the table, and um, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I hit. I don't know if I hit it or just have it lay on that edge or what was going on but i started to get like it almost feels like a fluid pocket in my elbow um it's kind of like squishy and it wasn't that bad then it uh on my drive to and from north carolina it was like eight hours each way eight and a half nine hours each way um (laughs) it uh it was I was sitting it on the armrest of the the car and I could feel it and it felt like it was getting bigger. It felt like it was getting bigger. So now I have this really weird pocket on my elbow that um, it's not necessarily super painful. It's just very uncomfortable. And I'm, I want to know what the hell it is. Like, I don't know if it's one of those enormous, like I'm hoping I'm like fingers crossed. Have you ever seen those videos on TikTok or, um, or YouTube where they have those enormous, like, I guess, for lack of better terms, enormous is it on uh, on like a shoulder or something like that. I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those on my elbow. I don't know. I have no idea what it is or if it's going to be some like bursa sack thing um, with some fluid. I'm going to have to get drained out of it. If that's the case, if it looks like that, I'll probably end up having Corey do it because we're experienced doing that with um, with Norman's hygromas on his on his elbow, too. So Corey can just use the use the supplies we use for the dogs and uh, drain drain it out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Back with what Jerry says. Hunter's daughter's deal dealing with the struggles of becoming a woman, and you're over here bitching about your fleshy elbow. <laughs> I mean. It just happens. It happens. It's a perfect uh, symmetry in the show, or uh, I don't know if it's symmetry. I'm not sure what the word is. Uh, anyway, guys, it's um, it was a busy weekend. I have a couple things on the list here that I'm curious about uh, your guys' thoughts, uh, both in the live feed and... Uh, <laughs> both in the live feed. And the audio audience, if you've actually stuck around for the first 13 minutes of this this uh, Monday morning insanity, uh, but I was busy this weekend. I didn't get uh, I didn't get a chance to get it preloaded um, or get to it when I got back because I was trying to catch up with some stuff. But uh, I didn't get the two emails I send out to the email list every morning or every Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, Saturday, I normally send out a recap of the episodes from the week before with links to look at each one. Uh, And then Sunday, I do a weekly update with the preview of the episode topics for coming up this week. I didn't get a chance to do them, just like SRF. So it's been every other week now. Um, Question for, uh, for the audience is... What is the easiest way for you to share an episode of the show and what episode topics or conversations would you share? Is there a specific topic that you you would share more often than not? Is there a specific episode and what's the easiest way to make it so that it, it is stupid simple for you to share? Um, so that's what I'm looking for because I switched hosts, uh, podcast hosts. Now it'll be two months ish. Um, two months ago, I started doing some different things. I started, uh, the different show format, different topics, and I'm watching the numbers go up a little bit, uh, month to month. But right now I'm starting to get that trend and I'd like to watch the trend go even higher. The best part, um, the best part of the best way to get that to grow is people that are listening, sharing. Um, I'm still messing around with getting getting exposure other places, other um, other avenues, Google searches or in the podcast players, things like that. But the best part is if someone listening shares it with someone they think 
would enjoy the show. So I want to make that as easy as possible for you guys. I didn't know if that was the email list with the links to the previous episodes or if there's another way. So if there is, throw them in the comments. If there's a, a specific episode that um, a specific episode topic or or a format that uh, that you would feel more comfortable sharing with someone, let me know uh, in the comments here, or you can email me, find me on Telegram, any of the ways that you can get in touch with me. Uh, I want to make that easy. I don't know if I'm going to continue to do both emails every weekend. Uh, I looked at the stats of the. I looked at the stats of the Saturday, uh, <laughs> the Saturday email, and um, man, it's it's just I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, if it's um, possibly I should put them all in one. Maybe do a blog post of the weekly recap on the topics and include that in the one email. I'm just trying to streamline everything as um, as I go forward because I have other projects coming up. Just like this weekend, I had to go, um, I, I I went to do a consult and I want to be able to do that and uh, like SRF or other events, I want to be able to do that and still be able to keep up with the stuff I have on a week to week basis. And right now I just kind of filled in everything I could. And so I, uh, I have things going every Saturday, Sunday morning. So if I do something on the weekend, it just throws everything for a loop and doing doing everything ahead of time like prepping ahead of time is is kind of hard when you don't have all the information for for the email like i don't have all the links until friday and i left right after the show on friday just like srf so i don't know i don't know i'm trying to figure that all out so if there is an easier easiest way or a good topic that you want to uh you want to share let me know i'll do episode on it or dig them up and uh and and shoot them around anyway. So that was my ask for you. Uh, busy week coming up this week. Uh, as always, I have, um, I have, I'm going to go help, uh, Norman and Herschel on the roof some more. Uh, like I said, today is pouring rain and we're not going to be working on the roof. So there is that. So, um, trying to get all the office work caught up today from the weekend. Yesterday I was uh, I was kind of motivated, but pretty tired from the weekend. I'll talk about that in just a second. But Kyle says episodes on period care will all obviously be a winner because I know all about taking care of myself during my period. So there is that. Um, yeah, let's get on to the topic. Let's get on to the topic. We're here at 18 minutes. I, uh, I might end up serving circling back to this list at the end, but uh, let's get talking about this consult trip. But uh, as I'm talking about it today, one of the main reason I went there, the, the only reason I went there actually is to was to evaluate a couple sites for installing hip camps. Hip camp, if you don't know, is the Airbnb of the camping world. Uh, you can provide campsites on your spare pieces of your side income enjoying nature, enjoying camp. Hey, we're back. We're back. Um, yeah, so right in the middle of that, I don't even know where I was, but whether you're a landowner or a camper, I can help you get started. Find the link in the audio or the video notes to sign up for a three free 30-minute chat to see if Hip Camp is right for you. Like I said, for as either a landowner or a camper. You can also find it at the lotsproject.com under services along with the other services. Um, the other services I offer. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go, man. It was, um, it was a good trip. This was the first, uh, long, uh, in person, the, the first travel trip that I went with. I've done, uh, I've done quite a few online evaluations, virtual evaluations. I've done a couple in person evaluations, but they were all 
um, they were all within the area I was at. Obviously, the online uh, online virtual consultations are um, virtual. I don't have to go anywhere. That's the thing about virtual. Uh, but I had a had a client that wanted to have me take a look at a couple of their properties. I looked at the map. They were about eight hours away, which uh, I was trying to figure out what the what the pricing well pricing bracketed tiers, I guess, would be a better better way to put it. Uh, how far I will go for how much money is is kind of what I was thinking because when you start adding in travel, when you start adding in travel time, travel days where you're occupied and uh, can't do anything, uh, you have to compensate for that somehow. Uh, it, it is still a work day. It is still productive time. So figuring that out um, is 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 something that I, I was not familiar with. I've never, I, I wasn't ever versed in, um, in bidding out jobs where I was talking travel days. So this was a new experiment for me uh, in pricing. And I think I have those kind of worked out in my head now. This was a one day trip out and a one day trip back. Um, it was 550, know, 555 miles almost uh, from the, the rental car place to the site. Uh, I probably would have booked this as a three-day trip instead of a two-day trip uh, in the future. Time and uh, and just things I had to do, I decided to do it as a two-day trip. So I drove out after the show on Friday morning. Corey took ran me up and grabbed a rental car. I took off and made it there, spent the night did my evaluations all day. They were, um, they were smaller properties. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a huge task. It wasn't, um, and they were, um, there's homes on them. They weren't raw property like Tim's where I had to cut my way in to go there and walk around for the first time and really explore. Everything was kind of open up. The landowners had done fantastic job, like clearing already, uh, to you, to where I could see uh, all the borders, all the property line, walk the whole property very easily. So that made the decision for me to to do the eval and then drive home. It was pretty, it just made sense for what I had going on back here, what was going on there. I decided just to do out and back. I think this trip is now going to be quoted as a three-day trip. Uh, drive out, get settled, do all day evaluations, and then take that evening time to start doing notes. Because that's the other thing. I didn't have any time to do any of the, the work for her report that I'm going to get her. That's all going to come back here. I, I have all the information, I have video and all, all everything I need. But if I had been able to do the evaluations and then sit down and work on that in the evening and um, and almost have it done, I'm guessing... It would have been a different story. So I think I'm going to quote the the 500 mile trip ish up to 500 miles as a three day. If um, I'm going to try to figure out what a one day out and back trip looks like and then um, longer trips. So if you're in Tennessee, like I, I went from from about a third of the way across Tennessee. I think we're a third of the way, maybe a quarter of the way, uh, all the way into North Carolina. I can make it there on a three day trip. I know what the price is, so so you can contact me if you'd like uh, like me to come out and take a peek at your property. We'll figure out uh, how far that is. But I get back to this list. So we took off um, Friday morning, headed up to the rental car place, Enterprise. Uh, all I had heard about in the last few weeks, and it was probably because I was looking uh, and paying attention for for things or as soon as I rented, uh, I started renting the car. My phone decided to to populate anything with enterprise in the in the news headline. All I keep seeing is people enterprise is having problems right now with people showing up and cars not being there for people that have reserved them. Uh, like, and. I saw a news article about it. I saw uh, somebody, at least one person from SRF, I think it was only one, uh, flew into Nashville to come to SRF and their car wasn't there. They were looking for rides and and kind of up Schitt's Creek when uh, when it came to, to land and want to drive from Nashville to Camden. So that was in the back of my mind. All I could think was, what, how, 
what am I going to do? How am I going to act um, when I show up at Enterprise and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have any car for you. So that was in the back of my mind, the whole drive there. Then I also started joking with Corey. I'm like, hey, I so I rented a, I don't know if it was economy. I don't remember what classification of car it was, but basically it was a Toyota Camry, <laughs> four-door Camry. And uh, that's what I wanted for, for gas money. Because I quoted, I quoted a price for the trip. And uh, if I, the more gas I spent, the, the less, the less I, I take away from the trip. And so I'm like, this is a perfect, this is a good size car. Uh, I'll talk about a minute that I had plans for, for the car uh, while I was there. I'm going to test something out. And so I was comfortable with that size. I wanted to see how it worked. It was the right price and the gas mileage was supposed to be fantastic. So I told Corey, I'm guessing when I get there, they're going to try to upgrade me. They're going to try to double D, uh, double dose of pimping and try to upgrade me to something nicer, something bigger. Uh, that's just what happens. And then, oh, it's only $10, you know? And I'm like, it'll be easy because if they say it's only going to be $10, I'm going to say it ain't worth it. Well, we show up. We're... Uh, the guy takes my driver's license, scans it, and he's like, oh, hey, uh, would you like a free upgrade to a uh, to a small SUV? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> what? I said, no. He's like, well, your car is here. It's just being cleaned right now, so it's just going to be an extra couple of minutes. But I can get you in this SUV right now if you want it uh, free, uh, free upgrade. I said, no. He's like, okay, okay. He goes out back and starts checking on uh, checking on the car, and he comes back and he's like, "Well, would you uh, would you like a free upgrade to a to a small pickup?" I'm like, "I really would." What? Well, wait, what kind of pickup is it? And I think he said it was a Nissan Frontier, a Nissan Titan. I was like, you know, I really would like to drive that thing, but uh, what's the what's the miles per gallon on that thing? And he starts looking up in his in his book and he was like uh it was 20 something i think look 21 uh was what his computer told him and i said how about that camera he goes i don't know it's like high 30s i said i don't want the truck i don't want the truck and so he goes back to check on the car a little bit more another service lady comes up she's like well where are you traveling to today and i said oh i'll be driving to north carolina she goes well you don't want to upgrade to the suv i said no i don't i just want the camry thanks like other people are looking at me like, why isn't this guy, why doesn't this guy want the really nice cars? Anyway, I walk out brand new, brand spanking new Camry, uh, 5,000 miles on it. I was like, oh, cool. New car. This will be fun. This will be fun. We'll take this trip out here, uh, burn out there and back. And I got in super comfortable, lots of room. I was able to uh, pull the seats way back. And have lots, lots of reg, leg room for uh, my lanky ass legs that uh, I, I usually have to stuff into a car. It had a nice feature that I figured out about two hours into the trip. It had the telescoping, um, telescoping steering wheel. Now I have to tell you, my pickup truck is a uh, 2011. Uh, the last car we had was a 2010 Mazda uh, that we thought was really fancy. It was manual. <laughs> it was a manual. Uh, and man, I've had service vans. The The first service van I had there had 250,000 miles on it. It was old piece of crap. Everything was broken on it. And then my new service van, my new service van I got was uh, like a 2018 or 20, I think a 2018. So here we are in 2024 and I'm driving a 20, I think it was actually 2025. Um, Camry or 2024, whichever it was, but newer by probably six years than anything I've driven. Any guy, any of you guys have new cars? You're insane if you have a new car. I started driving this thing and I was so confused. I was so confused how I was supposed to pay attention to the road with all this shit going off in the car. The screen on the dash was like a third of the dash. It like stuck out of the dash. It was like a TV screen coming out at, at me. And I was like, okay, first, that's really distracting. It'll be nice to have my map up there. Um, 
Hunter says my Camry is an 04. Perfect. Is it a stick? Man, hold on to it forever. So I I pull over, actually, because I was trying to figure all this shit out. And I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta pull over. All these little... I've never seen all these little symbols and shit on the steering wheel. Um, Kyle's got a 2019 Silverado. He got a COVID deal. Hey, <laughs> uh, but I'm looking at the, I'm trying to figure out where the goddamn cruise control was. I'm not driving eight hours. I figure a brand new car has to have cruise control. So I'm trying to figure that out. And there's these weird little symbols on the steering wheel. And I'm like, okay, I got to pull over. I, uh, I got off and I started looking at all the shit and I was going to pull out the manual if I needed to, to figure out how to do all this stuff. First, I figured out how to turn off the lane assist so that uh, anytime that I, I, I got anywhere near a, a, um, a lines on the road, the steering wheel would shake and it would beep and flash. Um, I'm, I'm driving in like city traffic and the, the screen in front of me, like where the speedometer is, is like flashing red. And I'm like, what the hell? Somebody just pulled in front of me, like merged in into traffic. And the thing starts blasting red at me. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm just, I'm, I'm super frustrated. I figured out how to turn all that shit off. And then I figured out the cruise control. And as I'm figuring out the cruise control, it says radar, radar enabled. Like that's the button for the cruise control. I figured it out. I turn it on. It says radar enabled. I'm like, wait a sec, radar. What the fuck is this? So I see the set and the resume. I'm like, I've, I've run cruise control in my life. I'm not that, that bad. I'm like, all right, so we're going to go. I got it turned on and I get up to speed on the highway and I set the cruise going along. All of a sudden I look down, I had set the cruise at 74 miles an hour. All of a sudden I look down and I'm going like 66 with the cruise on. I'm like, what is going on? So I take, hit the cruise off and I, I go around the car that's in front of me. I put the cruise back on. I'm just driving along in the lane. All of a sudden, now I'm just going slower again. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then it all clicked. Radar enforced. When I click the button, it shows the front of the car with this big gap or this big, these bars in front of it. This thing would slow the car down. It would slow the car down so far away from the car in front of me that I wouldn't have even started to think about getting in the other. Hey, back. I don't know if there were settings to change the distance or if that was hardwired into the program, but it was it was um, beyond beyond safe. Let me let me say. Um, I I love I love turning the cruise control and 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 using the the accelerate and decelerate buttons to drive. I used to do it in that Mazda I talked about when I drove it 90 miles back and forth to to work every day um, from the farm. It's easy. It works, uh, especially in a stick. You're not having to like shift down, anything like that. You can just slow down, speed up with that. If you have to hit the brake, you have to hit the brake. But the fact that the damn car so far away would just start slowing down. And then as the car would speed away because they are also going the same uh speed then it, the car would speed up and then it would slow down and i'm like this is ridiculous this is i don't know how people use this shit um like i said the the turn the the lane assist thing that is absolutely infuriating uh we got into some traffic in nashville both ways what a mess that city is middle of the evening so i went through i went through in the afternoon 
I went through Nashville. Kyle, what'd you think of Nashville traffic? Where you have to like you came through on 40, where you have to like do the hopscotch back and forth through the um through the the highway interchanges and all that. I went through in the afternoon, so or morning, mid-morning on a Friday. So I was like, okay, I'm probably not that big of heavy of a traffic. Uh and it was just like backed up. It was a shit show back and forth. And I'm like, man, I wonder what this is like during rush hour. It's got to be an absolute nightmare. And so I made it through, got on my way. I was only two hours into my trip, so it wasn't that bad of a deal. On the way back, I went through Nashville at like 7, 8 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Shouldn't be traffic. I mean, I've driven in the cities enough, like Twin Cities and and um, and Buffalo and things like that. <laughs> and... Um, I'm like, okay, Saturday, Saturday evening at um, at seven o'clock. We shouldn't have that much of a traffic. God damn, it was backed up again. It was no uh, no accidents, no anything. It was just it's just shitty road planning is what is what happened, and really shitty drivers. That's down on my list a little further. But uh, yeah, so Nashville, that's just a shit show. Got through that. Knoxville, I unfortunately hit um, during Friday traffic. I think uh, that was a little bit of a, a backup, but on the way back through, it was just fine. So I think, I think that was more of a uh, a shitty timing thing. It is what it is. It wasn't horrible. Uh, eight and a half hours, and I think it took me eight hours and forty five minutes on the way out. Maybe nine hours. I didn't stop much. Uh, I stopped a little bit more on the way back just because I was uh, tired and I wanted to make sure I didn't fall asleep while uh, while I was traveling. Backwood says, I just read an article about the Camry frustrations being the 2024 period cramps. Thanks. Thanks. It's new cars in general, dude. It's not just the Camry. It's not it's not just the Camry. Corey, Corey had to get a, a rental at one point when we were getting the Mazda serviced and she about lost her mind when uh when she was driving home the subaru that they gave her oh you're getting subaru serviced or something i think and she, they gave her a loaner that was new and she uh she she pulled over too to turn all the shit off so um kyle says that they they uh that nashville is an absolute shit show they were in the city for lunch too had almost a full panic attack <laughs> um Loco says we had a new 2023 uh, Tucson and has high maintenance, auto tranny, electric shifters, digital gauges, plastic, cheap shit, metal body, LED lights, keyless doors and ignition. Yeah. So that was the thing. That was one of the things I was thinking about while I was driving this car was what is the maintenance on it? So if I have this radar sensing, and it wouldn't let me use the cruise without this radar feature. Uh, I tried to turn it off. I tried to figure out how to how to change it, adjust it, and it wouldn't work without it. So what happens when one of your little radar sensors goes out? Do you just not have cruise control? Like, I'm pretty sure cruise control is it sets the accelerator and just locks the accelerator in. That's how it used to work. Now we have to rely on radar to turn it on and 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 speed the car up and slow it down. Uh, I just don't know. I I don't know. And the the flashing red lights when when you're about to hit something doesn't make me slam on the brakes. It makes me look at the fucking flashing lights and and the the light and the loud noise and beeping. Like it doesn't. It startles me more and distracts me more than actually watching because I'm I am actually paying attention to the road. I know these are made for people that are doing a hundred different things while they're driving, but for the people that are watching the road, it's it feels like it's more of a distraction. Uh, Kyle says it's not poor planning. They plan the city out well, but the population has exploded, so it's not set up for it. Hence the fact everything is under construction. That's excuses, dude. That's a major highway. It's like the, the artery across the country. I don't care if you, every town should be set up. If you have the, if you have an interchange there, you have to expect it. Minneapolis, they gave the same excuse. Uh, if you've ever been to Minneapolis and you've gotten uh, gotten stuck in the 390-90 uh, interchange right in, outside Minneapolis, yeah, 
that was a temporary interchange 30 years ago 40 years ago now i think that was the 80s when they did that um and it was supposed to be a temporary interchange and now it's the permanent thing they have three lanes of traffic merging down into one exit ramp You should go to hell, Kyle. That is just uh you're you're uh you're explaining away government incompetence. Just tell them they suck. Kyle says he hates Nicole's rap for. Yeah, I uh is that a newer one? Does it have all the fancy like seat vibration when you hit the line and shit like that? Hello, Walter. Uh, so the car, it is what it is. Um, it was nice. It rode nice. It was great. It was just, uh, I'm, I'm that old fuddy duddy that doesn't want my computer car, um, driving for me. That's it. That's it. I don't know. Drivers were, uh, for the most part. Okay. Uh, you do always run into some real pieces of work. Um, as for, as I, I mentioned before, I was going through, Hunter says, wait, you get a massage when you ride the line. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's basically what it was. Uh, the seat vibrated. This one didn't, uh, my mom's, my mom's vehicle did. It scared the living shit out of me. Uh, I was driving it and I, uh, went to pull over. And then I came back on and uh, did the same thing. And and the, the lights on the dash rails blaring. Corey, Corey absolutely hated it. Um, the, the high beam thing, the high beam setting on there, the auto high beams, that's, that's no good. That's no good. Um, Kyle says, no, it doesn't have all the fancies, but the, it's a hybrid and had nothing but high issues. I got 42 miles to the gallon in the Camry average for the trip, even sitting in traffic in two cities and things like that. Overall, the whole trip, I was able to reset the reset the, the calculations and I got 42 miles to the gallon. You can't beat that. You really can't beat that. So I was excited about that uh, when I was going through Nashville on the way back. So, like I said, it was like heavy, heavy traffic, and we were almost stopped, and then it took off, and you, and so we were still all in a big pack, um, you know, barely any room in between cars, people zipping in and out, and we're coming up to this interchange, and we're rolling along, and there's a, a steady stream of traffic coming in from the other side. They're all matching speed. It was working great. Everybody's merging in, and then here comes me up to the up to the on-ramp and I get the guy that basically has his turn signal on for the last mile and a half. And we were all going 70 miles an hour and he just doesn't wait for an opening to come in. He was going about 40, 45. He just pulled in front of me. I had to smoke the brakes in this thing, like squeal the tire, smoke the brakes. Didn't look. He just comes in front of me and I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm having a few choice words in the car behind him. And uh, I'm thinking he's going to speed up. He literally I, I didn't go above 45. Roll in 45. I got cars behind me like flashing their lights. Uh, I'm trying to get over into the next lane. But that next lane, like I said, we were in a big pack of cars and going 70 miles an hour. Yeah, mile and a half. I was behind this guy going 45 miles an hour. And I, I was just like, okay, this is enough of this. This is enough of this. Six hours-ish in seven hours into my drive on my way home in the dark. And I was like, I'm done. I, I got around him and luckily got out of Nashville. And the rest of the, the rest of the drive was really nice. Uh, low traffic. It was definitely the cities. I know why I stay away from the cities now. So I'll have to figure out if there's a way around get around the cities there um other than that drivers weren't too bad drivers weren't too bad uh it was more of the car i can't really blame drivers for going going the speed they're going and my car adjusting automatically that was just silliness so yeah i want to keep
Yeah. I think it might be the rain. Pretty rainy here today. I think there might be a market out there for people to uh, to change these settings to to get um, you know get code reader or whatever you have to do and get these uh, deleted out, kind of like the def systems in uh, in the newer trucks. Uh, get those deleted out. I don't think anybody should ever do that. It's highly illegal. Uh, but hey, call me. <laughs> um, gorgeous colors uh gorgeous colors on the trip it is definitely fall foliage uh, i went from south southern south western tennessee we are in west tennessee i've i've determined this we are on the west side of the tennessee river so we're technically in west tennessee barely uh but in the southern part we're close to the relatively close to the mississippi border and so um I I decided that I definitely went north. So my route took me way up north. It took me through Knoxville up to the, the northeast corner of the state, so diagonally across Tennessee, and then up into Virginia, um, and then back down into North Carolina. As I was going north, I, I definitely um I definitely saw the line of colors to brown uh the beautiful the beautiful fall colors um to where they end up brown before they drop off i drove through that line twice um on the way out and on the way back so that was pretty cool uh seeing that uh just huge bright colors for the majority of my trip uh through tennessee and then i got to a certain latitude i believe it would have been and everything's just started looking brown and crispy and falling off and the le the trees were kind of getting thin i don't know if it was a cause of uh, latitude or elevation or both but uh man for the majority of the drive it was just great uh, great fall colors and got to north carolina the whole time i was there i was up in the mountains of northwest very northwest of uh of north carolina and uh man just gorgeous country very, very, very nor gorgeous country. Backwoods Butcher said, when we accidentally got into North Carolina on our way home from Tennessee, it was beautiful. <laughs> accidentally. We accidentally went the wrong direction and ended up in the wrong state. That's all right, man. That's all right. I didn't have any, I didn't take any wrong turns on my trip. So that was good. And I didn't even have anybody help me finding the way. Oh, beautiful colors. It was a, uh, it was a nice day to drive. There was, um, I guess the first part of my trip was pouring rain, but it is what it is. It was just highway driving. It was off and on pretty steady rain. And, um, I ended up getting in front of it. It was very slow moving, got in front of it. And then I, um, then I just kept going. Kyle says I've met him and it's totally believable that he did get in the wrong state. But uh, yeah, so got over there. It was nice. I, uh, I, I car camped. I, I took that Camry and I decided that um, I wanted to try out car camping just for the evaluation of um, to see to see if I could do it, to see how comfortable it was. I want to do more of these in person uh out and backs to where i'd probably rent a car because i'm not going to put those miles on our old 2011 truck and the gas mileage you know like i said i got 40 miles 42 miles to the gallon on uh in the camry and i think we get like eight to ten in our truck so definitely a uh, uh advantage to to get the car and take that but i wanted to see how it would be me at six foot five sleeping in a Camry and it worked out well. It worked out well. The, the passenger seat was very comfortable. Um, <laughs> AKA don't blacklight the Camry. Yeah, I was tired, man. When I got there, there was nothing, of nothing but sleeping going on for sure. Uh, but the seats are pretty customizable in it. The, um, and there is a lot of leg room. I was very impressed by, by how much leg room was there. I don't know if the Camry is um, is the Camry or the Corolla bigger. I don't know. I I uh, 
I thought it was a Corolla. Do they still make Corollas? Is the Camry the new Corolla? I don't know Toyotas. I've never been like a, a super brand car guy, uh, knowing all the brands. I, I've mentioned it on the show before. I've I've definitely misspoke on what car or truck is from what brand. So I don't know the lineups. It was never anything that was important to me. But uh, plenty of room. Slept well. Uh, wasn't super sore when I woke up. So that's good. I think... Um, think that is definitely an option i i attempted to put the seats down like the back seats and use that as a bed i i had that suggestion from brian uh brian norton uh he does he did that in his his and uh, did some car camping there i um i put him i couldn't figure out how to put him down because i was there in the dark and i was looking for a latch on the inside i was looking all over uh, couldn't find it to attempt to do that the night that I spent there. So I just spent the night in the passenger seat and it was perfectly fine. So I have no problem doing that. Also was going to take a uh, just a small three to four person tent, pop that up real quick. But uh, I wanted to do the car camping. So I left the left the tent at home. Also decided to leave my uh, my sleeping bag and pillow at home. So that was an interesting night. Thank God I only got down to like 60, 61 degrees and I was fine in the car. But, uh, yeah, when I decided not to bring the tent, I was like, oh, I won't need all this stuff either. Except sleeping in the car, you kind of need the stuff. So I had access to uh, to the customers, uh, the the clients, the client's house there. It was not a big deal. I, I would have been fine. But uh, I felt like a uh, uh, a failed prepper at that point. Definitely a failed prepper. Uh, I've gone through my thoughts on the way home. I had eight hours to think about um, improvements, what I what I could bring, what I didn't need to bring, and um, and making those next long trips more um, go smoother. Go smoother. There are a few adjustments that I would make. I have those notes for myself. So uh, yeah, bring them on. Bring them on. Uh, under five hundred miles. That is uh, that would be the three day trip. Yeah, under 500 miles. Yeah, that was that was a bit. Uh, it was about 50 miles too long. So yeah, it was about 550 miles one way. That was a good trip. I enjoyed it. Uh, the the properties were absolutely fantastic. I think um, as we move forward with them, I think it's going to be a great uh, great opportunity. They're in an awesome spot. Um, they had uh, a super depressed area there. Uh, after some some industry shut down and went away, and that was the main employer in the area, so uh, the area got pretty depressed, and um, and people moved away. Now there's been a a, a targeted revitalization of the area, um, and a, specifically a town that was probably ten minutes away has really um, tried to bring tourism back to the area um, using the natural the natural um markets that are there uh there's some trailheads um appalachian trail isn't far away it's about an hour away but there are also um some pretty popular trails in the area and there are also some some maturing wineries uh getting to that point um if you've ever grown grapes you know it takes a little while for them to come in and be productive and then getting the winemaking and getting decent grapes for the winemaking it takes a few years it's not like you plant them the first year and then away you go. Those are coming into uh, into their own now. I think uh, I think the client said that there are sixty ish uh, wineries in the area. Man, that opens my uh, that opens my eyes real quick. Uh, I growing up in Western New York around all the wineries in the Finger Lakes region. I see the value in that. I see um, I see tourism from Charlotte which is, uh, it was over an hour away, but man, getting people to come to wineries, especially when there's multiple, uh, that is, um, that is not a, that is not a hard sell. Um, I've seen, I saw it happen all the time in, uh, in Western New York from people from the cities, from New York city coming out. And we were, uh, I think four and a half, five hours, six hours, even from New York city. Uh, it was not unusual for the area to be full of people coming out to go to the wineries. So I'm excited about that. Um, the properties, like I said, were absolutely fantastic. They, uh, they've done a fan, they've done a great job of, of kind of clearing out and making things accessible. 
and uh, the the um, they definitely can can support a a bunch of campsites on each and both tent and RV sites. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get the plans out to them and uh, and see how they want to move forward and how everything is going to to work out. Oh, the dogs, the dogs are going to be uh, interesting today, pouring rain out and they don't like to go out in the rain, but they're still going to have to go for their walks. So, cause right now they're all wound up. Anyway, I have to uh, thank my wife every day for, for taking care of them during my show. She is, uh, she is the doggy sitter. Uh, anything else on the site? If you're interested, if you're interested in seeing if your uh, if your property is is a good fit for hip camp, if you're interested in talking about hip camp as a camper, uh, how to use it, uh, if you want me to set up a trip for you, I will do that. You tell me where you want to go, how long you want to go, and I'll find uh, I'll find good sites for you to use through the site through the hip camp site and uh, put together a list of things for you to do depending on your interests. Uh, just reach out info at thelotsproject.com. Or you can head on over to the site and under services, you can find um, Hip Camp. Getting started with Hip Camp is easy with my help. Sign up, 30-minute chat for free. We'll look at uh, we'll look at your address. We'll look at the, the property you're thinking about. Or if you're going camping, I can explain all the ins and outs and tips and tricks for Hip Camp. And then maybe we move forward. I put some trips together for you. Or we do an evaluation on the property, but that first thirty minutes just to find out it is if it is or not a right fit for you is free on me. So, good morning, Jim. How we doing? Thanks for swinging in. You're late. You thought it was Sunday. Uh, I hate it when I don't know what day it is. <laughs> At least I remember to, to sign on and do the show this morning. <coughs> Backwoods Butcher says I get 18 to 21 miles with his uh, his Silverado, but he'll deal with it uh, with the comfort of the truck. The next trip will also be bringing down more gear. Yeah, I was. Um, this was a definite um, learning experience. It was definitely quoted as a learning experience. Uh, so I was uh, making sure that everything went smoothly and um, I could figure out base costs based on everything I had to do. And it worked out perfect. So I was glad to do it. Uh, like I said, I was super busy the weekend. Didn't get the emails out. If you are, um, if you didn't listen to the beginning of the show, uh, I was asking what subject matter, what topics, what episode types would you feel most comfortable sharing with someone? And what is the, what is the easiest way for you to do that? Is it through a is it through a weekly email? Is it through uh, a blog post and then sharing the link of the blog post? Uh, these dogs, these dogs are going nuts. It's it's fantastic. They're usually wound up at the beginning of the show. For some reason, now they are, are all fired up at the end of the show. But yeah, it is one of those days. It is one of those days. Yeah, let me know. Let me know what um, what is the easiest way for you to share the show because. I have goals I'm setting. We're here at the end of October. I have goals I'm setting for uh, November that I want to hit. And I would love your help doing that because, yeah, it's tough to do it all yourself. And if you got friends that enjoy the show that uh, would like to share it, I want to make it easy as possible for you. Anyway, we're going to wrap up today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we are going to be talking the Agora. We're going to be talking about um, free markets and free mines. I was uh, chatting with um, chatting with some people about show topics as I was driving home, and uh, yes, scrambling. Brian Norton brought up uh, his his motto that he uses: "Free markets, free minds, free minds, free markets." And uh, I'm just going to riff on that a little bit. I got notes I, I took on the way home, uh, and I'm going to get them laid out. And we're going to talk about what the agora is how free minds um, view free markets and how free markets open up minds to make them free. And it's a big infinite loop and we should all participate. That will be tomorrow's show and it should be good. It should be good for sure. So be sure to tune in. 
If you would like to participate in the live comments for that, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services I offer, recommended products, and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.